0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. Yeah, we, uh, we missed last month, but you know what? We're back, and we're back with a vengeance. We're back with the one Mr. Coach Hulk. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, brother, and I appreciate you giving me that name. <laughs> hey, you know, whenever, uh, whenever I think of Hulk, I think of Mo, and whenever I think of Moe, I think of awesome. So there you go. But you know, what also comes to mind when I think of awesome is someone else that's astonishing, that's quite uncanny, and that's Mr. Stephen Waldinger, who is also joining us.
1: Aw, shucks. Thank you. (laughs) Astonishing and uncanny. I feel like I'm really in the Marvel Universe now.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, there's uh, some openings, Uh, you know, there's some opportunities. Oh, yeah? So <laughs> uh,
2: we
0: we are discussing, ladies and gentlemen, full spoilers abound of Marvel's Avengers of Infinity War. So if you haven't yet seen Avengers Infinity War or any of the seventeen movies in the past ten years leading up to it,, uh, tread lightly because there's gonna be spoilers, references to all of them uh, flowing through here in this discussion. So, without further ado, gentlemen, Shall we discuss the film at hand, Avengers Infinity War? Let's do it. (laughs) That's the enthusiasm I like to hear. and uh, Hopefully you guys bring the enthusiasm because, as I mentioned to our two established uh, gentlemen here, it is 11.30 at night uh, here in Central Time Zone, and I am tired. However, I'm not too tired to talk about the Avengers, and I'm partly tired because I saw Avengers twice last night, back-to-back. I saw the 7 o'clock showing and the 10.30 showing. The reason why that I did the back-to-back showings is because they they got me. I wanted to see it at 7, so I wanted to see it early. But I really wanted to see it in 2D, and I wanted to see it in IMAX. So to to split the difference, I saw it twice. The first showing was 3D IMAX. That was the only IMAX screen they had at the theater I went to. Uh, And then the 10.30 showing was the 2D IMAX. So I said, well you know what, it's it's hard to get out of the house these days, and if I can get out one night, I might as well go see it twice, because uh, I'm probably not going to get out to see it again anytime soon. And the first and second showings were packed. That the theater was full when I got there, which was yeah, um, probably about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes before 7 o'clock. The parking lot was full, um, so that was a good sign. I hadn't seen a full parking lot in a little while. And I walked inside. There was a local radio station doing trivia for the Marvel movies. There was uh, people giving out free popcorn for taking surveys, which I was just like, Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. And there was all kinds of just people hyped up for the movie. You know, wearing Marvel shirts, various uh, characters represented all across the board, and super excitement abounded in the theater. Uh, in the Cineplex as a whole, because multiple screenings were sold out of the Avengers Infinity War uh, in the local theater here. And it was a great vibe. Everybody was excited. Everybody was ready for this movie. What What was it like for you guys? On the, on the West Coast, Steve, what was it like?
1: My journey to the movie was an interesting one. Um, last night, Thursday, um, I had we had set up some plans with some friends to see the movie. I feel pretty with Amy Schumer. I didn't realize I forgot that Avengers, they do the Thursday screenings. Um, Plus I initially wasn't uh, planning on seeing it. I think this weekend, not because I'm very enthused for the movie, but I sometimes like to wait a little bit um, when, when a movie comes out. So I don't always go opening weekend. So I was going to give it a little chance to percolate. But I got the call to do the podcast, so I sprung into action. (laughs) Um, So anyway, going back to last night, I I had the plans with uh, some friends to see I Feel Pretty. Um, It was like a group text thing. We're like, "Okay, so we're seeing the 905 I Feel Pretty, right? And so I I confirmed like yeah, I'll see you guys tonight. So I get to the theater. Nobody had texted at all, like, after I said, yeah, I'll see you guys tonight. And um, the movie's at 905. It's, like, basically, like, like 8.55, and, like, no one's there. No one said, oh, hey, what time should we meet? Do you want to get anything in between, you know, beforehand or something like that? So I'm just starting to think, huh, what's going on? I wonder if they're uh, not showing or something like that. So then I'm like, hmm, well, if they're not going to show, maybe I'll go see Avengers now. So I bought my Avengers ticket, and I walked into the Avengers Theater as I walk into the theater, then I get a text saying, oh my God, my uh, my text messaging thing broke. I just restarted. I just saw these messages. I'll be here in five minutes. So I walk out of the Avengers. Oh, no. Street, no. <laughs> swap my ticket for um, for I Feel Pretty and meet up with everybody. And I saw that. Um, the little mini tack on was I, I'm, I'm using Movie Pass for everything. So... I bought my Avengers ticket on my movie pass and I exchanged it at the at the box office. When I tried to buy my ticket for Avengers today, movie pass, I found out only lets you see a movie once. Um, So I couldn't use my movie pass to buy my Avengers ticket the second time. But all I did there was I bought the ticket for I Feel Pretty, and then I just Uh swapped that for Avengers, and so the circle of life was completed. (laughs) Um, My theater was at it was an afternoon screening. It was a um, I went to like I went after my writers group today. It was like a I think the two forty five show. It was a it was a good sized crowd, but it wasn't a sellout. I think mainly because of the time, you know, there's still Hmm. a good amount of people at work and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, it was a good crowd. It was. There was there um, enthousi- was a quiet enthusiasm I, when the uh, theater went dark to uh, show the movie. There were like a co- like literally like two or three claps, and then and a couple of woohoo's. And then after mm-hmm. there was like those woohoo's and and claps. There was like silence for a second, and then this one guy yells out "comic books," and that got some chuckles and some claps. And then the movie started, and everybody shut up. <sighs> hmm Nice.
0: How about down south, Mo? What uh, what was the vibe? What was the scene? Uh,
3: so I actually got to see it on Wednesday uh, the first time. Um, so I have a very good friend. He's a manager at Regal Cinemas here. I've talked about him a couple times. Um, and he lets me go to the employee shows. And so what I get to do is I get to go when they show the employees the movie so that all the employees, like, can speak on it and talk about it and do all the cool things they have to do. And he just does as, like, a reward for his employees. He lets me go. And so he wasn't sure I was going to get to this time. I was like, eh, it's not a problem. I understand, like, everybody's going to be there. He let me in. I got to go to it. And it was great. Really hard to go through Thursday and not ruin things for people. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, one of my students was being a little chirpy, and I leaned over and was like, oh, yeah, Black Panther dies and walked away. <laughs> He didn't spend the rest of the day. You're joking, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally joking. That doesn't happen. Or does I got it. a text message. I got a text message today. He's like, you're a jerk. And I was like, yes, <laughs> I am. You should have pissed me off. I'm just telling you that out. Um, <laughs> but uh, the second time I went was with my wife. She wasn't sure she wanted to see it. Um, So I told her what I thought about it Wednesday. I was like, I was not a fan. Like, I did not enjoy the movie. It was a good popcorn movie it's in the middle of the tier of my, my Marvel movies wasn't like my favorite. She's like, if you didn't love it, I probably won't. And I was like, no problem. So last night during the draft, she's like, oh, I think I want to see it. So I called my buddy up. I was like, Hey, can we get two tickets to go again? She's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, actually I can put you in this theater on the side. I'm like, cool. No problem. Really good seats. Uh, we went inside in the, uh, the normal 3D. And then after that, I was like, Lace, you should probably see it in the RPX because it's so much prettier. And so we went to it in the RPX as well uh, Thursday night. So so
0: you've seen it three times, Lace, and your your wife saw it uh, twice? Twice. Okay. Yep. So, um, so RPX was.
3: Is that like the 40 dx type experience? It's like Regal's version of an IMAX.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. So no. bigger screen, kind of brighter, louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. nice. And was that 3D as well?
3: Um, the one I saw on Wednesday was. The one we saw together on Thursday was not. So the first one we saw was normal 3D. The second one was just RPX, not the 3D RPX.
0: So, Steve, were you 3D or 2D? Uh, 2D. So, I saw both. Most since we saw both of them, did you prefer the 3D or the 2D? I personally thought I preferred the 2D better, which is typical for me. There's very few times where I say otherwise, but uh, what was your thoughts on the 3D?
3: I feel I feel like I didn't notice the 3D enough hmm. to, like, it felt like a 2D movie. You know what I mean? Like, I never felt like anything popped out at me, um, which is good, because I feel like that would have been really annoying. Yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> You know, you see uh, Spider Man's webs flying through. I'm like, no, that would, that would, took me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I thought they did a really good job. Um, as far as like, it wasn't annoying. I really did not feel different in either one. I will say I still prefer the 2D RPX over everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, my preferred is a 2D IMAX experience as well. So, so that was our vibes. It sounds like um, it was a. A pretty decent showing, at least uh, for uh, the the opening crowds, and even for the the matinee showings over there in the West Coast. But let's let's talk about the actual movie itself. So, this movie takes place pretty much right after Thor Ragnarok, which we all know is Mo's favorite movie in the MCU to <laughs> this point. So, uh, uh, so funny. So Mo, uh, we we see, um, you know, the cast from that. You know, we had. The Loki, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk, obviously, with them, at the very end of Thor Ragnarok, it picks up right after that, right? So this, uh, the, what do you call it, Uh, Asgardian vessel has been attacked and decimated. Which, by the way, I was curious about this, and I'm going to ask you guys. So Thanos, his thing is we destroy
1: half of the population. They killed all of the Asgardians, didn't they? on the um, ship pretty much it looked like well they didn't kill like Thanos didn't kill the Asgardians um, Hela wiped most of them out in Thor Ragnarok there was like all those remaining ones and I think Thanos killed most if not all of them
3: mm-hmm. yeah I took it more as they were in a battle like he's not going to willfully save people that he's that are trying to kill him like, well I can only I can only kill half so you two people are both trying to stab me I'm only going to stop you on the left yeah. you on the right keep stabbing <laughs> So, uh, Mo, what did you think of this opening sequence? Um, So, in the three watches I've seen, I was looking for Korg everywhere and didn't see him. Mm -hmm. That set it off, making me already not like the movie. So, yeah, so Korg wasn't, I didn't see her, I didn't see Valkyrie. Did you see Valkyrie at all? I didn't see Valkyrie, um, didn't see any of the people that should have been there. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say what I loved about it was Loki's character did not take a giant turn backwards, which would have completely depressed me. So like we've seen Loki go from good guy to bad guy to really bad guy to almost good guy to sort of playing the line between good and bad to good guy. Had he gone back to bad guy and not tried to kill Thanos, I would have been furious. I'm like, you know what, guys? No, I'm tired of this. Make a choice. Let him be a person. Um I thought they did a really good job of keeping him who he was. Uh and watching him die was tough. Like I literally was like, oh man. That was that was that was intense.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I was I was really right off the bat, within the first ten minutes, Loki is dead, right? It's it was a pretty bold statement. They opened it up and, and that's how they established the tone of this movie is like, you know what, if People gonna die. People gonna die.
1: Yeah, they didn't pull any punches. I like it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen more of that battle, though, because you bring up very good points. Where where was Valkyrie? Where was where was Korg? Um, and why was the Hulk in reserve? Mm-hmm. Like, how did they not find the Hulk the the whole time until like is that like was that their plan? They're like, look, I think Loki Polk because I was like. Hulk, I want to I want to say the cool line from the first Avengers movie. So can you just kind of hang back and let me give me (laughs) until I set you up and then come out and smash?
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking of the Hulk smashing, we had our appearance of you know the Incredible Hulk there, which turns out to be really the only appearance of him in the in the film. So again, I'll turn it over to you, Mo. What uh, what's your assessment of? our Avengers
3: uh, Hulk appearance. Okay, again, so in the first 10 minutes of this movie, I wanted to walk out the first two times. I was furious. Um, I was more mad the second time. I will tell you, I turned to my wife. I was like, can we go home? I don't want (laughs) this. And she was like, no, no, please. And I was like, "Ah." had they done a scene right there, like even brought a cutback later of the Hulk... While he's pounding Thanos, going, why am I doing this for the puny humans? Like, just an inner monologue of 30 seconds. I would have understood why he didn't want to come out. I have over 2,000 Hulk comics in my possession. I don't ever remember reading a moment where Hulk was physically scared. They made Hulk look like a coward. And I'm sorry, that's not who the character is. That would be like making Iron Man not want to use cool technology. That would be like making Captain America not want to stick up for people. That's what they did to the Hulk, and it completely destroyed the credibility of the writers for me. It's like, no, you guys just ruined an amazing character. They did some great throwbacks from comics throughout the entire movie. Um, I really, really, one of my favorite ones, and I'm going to be skipping ahead. Um, I don't know how much you guys have read about it. But one of my favorite series that I've reading, been reading that's one of the old ones is the West Coast Avengers where Vision is white. Uh, that's his uh, costume. When he's on the ground and he's all white, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Was Dude, West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Bring, it, bring him back the band. I like it. Let's. That's why I don't believe he's dead. Um, we were talking to a couple people in the Discord about it. And I was like, no, no. I think Vision's still totally alive doing his thing. I just think he's slowly recouping and reanimating from the awesome stuff our, our uh, Shuri did. Am I saying that right? Shuri? Shuri, yeah. Shuri, sure. yeah. So, great throwbacks. However, for the Hulk, you completely ruined a character that I love. And you so, gave no explanation of it. So, looking
0: at this movie as a two-part movie, do you think that in the second part they may be possibly able to give you an explanation or a reason as to what's happening with the Hulk?
3: The only explanation that will work is the him not wanting to help the puny humans. Him being on Thanos' side is the only way that I believe in it. If they do a scared Hulk, um, I don't remember who it was. Someone trying to talk about the Hulk as a baby or, you know, adolescent throwing a temper tantrum. That is some of the most idiotic crap I've ever heard in my life. That has never in any of the comic runs been a thing. And to treat him like that, again, this is why I hated Thor Ragnarok so much. This is a character I'm invested in. I understand I have a little bias, but I also have a lot of research behind that. So as somebody who loves him as much as I do, they're taking a story arc I've never seen before and ruining a character's entire entity. And I don't know what to think about it. So, Mm -hmm.
1: I'll chime in really quick with some Hulk stuff. They, um, I get why they did what I didn't like it either. I get why they did it though. They, A, they needed to like really establish Thanos because we really hadn't seen him do anything in the two movies he's been in. He only, you know, he appears briefly at the end of the first Avengers, and then you see him in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's largely just like, sitting and like telling uh, uh Ronan what to do and stuff like that and then at the end he's like oh fine I'll do this myself so they needed to establish Thanos as this incredible threat I mean the you know the comic book readers they know Thanos right off the bat and they're like you know crap Thanos, this is this is Thanos that's all you need to say but the moviegoers the average, the moviegoer who doesn't read the comics isn't gonna know, you know. They needed to see exactly what Thanos can do. So in wrestling terms, they had the Hulk play the jobber, who had to uh, make Thanos look good. I think they, they did they took advantage of the or they took a lot of liberties with the child like my interpretation was they took a lot of liberties with the childlike intelligence that they kind of set up with the Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. And I think the Hulk not wanting to come out, I was able in my head, I was that was my equation for him not coming out is because with, you know, a child gets if he's if you're know, working with this childlike intelligence, if he gets scared, he's not going to want to come back and fight right away. So I didn't like it one bit, but I understand what they were doing and I was able to make it work in my head, but I, I, I didn't care for it much
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean I was when I saw it and I, I knew some of the backstory. I think from Mo telling me you know how Thanos actively avoids conflict with the Hulk in the comics and here we don't see that there's any there isn't any backstory between the Hulk and Thanos obviously in this cinematic universe but uh, we see the other guy is like let him have his fun right But it does establish Thanos as a a force to be reckoned with because the Hulk, to this point, has been the most powerful Avenger. He's been the most powerful Marvel character, just unbridled fury and rage and anger, right? Um, And to to have that set the stage of this guy is powerful. Like, he can take on the Hulk. However, we did know that he has the Power Stone. So in addition to his abilities as, as just a Titan... He had the Power Stone to have the amped-up abilities as well, which I couldn't remember in my two showings if he actually, like... Because, you know, every time that he, he used a, a, the one of the stones, you'd see some sort of, like, a purple energy or something emit somewhere. Did he use anything during the, his fight with the Hulk? Did you see that, Mo?
3: Um, just the, the one gauntlet, Um. It's the one, yeah. I think he has one or two stones at that point in time, but he does the the punch comes from the the hand of the gauntlet. So you're assuming he's using it. So you're okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, as far as a uh, fighting
0: up Thanos and setting him as a as a character that is a menace uh, to a force to be reckoned with, does that succeed in telling you Thanos is a someone that we need to be worried about? Stephen, did you get that?
1: They did accomplish that, yes. Because aside from us actually seeing him, you know, tear through the Hulk, we have we see that he also tore through the as the Asgardians on the ship and off screen. We saw him tear up tear up Thor because Thor Thor at the beginning of the movie is is beaten up like crazy too, mm-hmm. um, and that's a fight I would have really liked to have seen. Is we saw I mean we saw it a little bit towards the end, but I would have liked to have seen. I, I I would have liked to have seen that whole scene play out. Um, it's I understand, you know, you, it's already a two-hour, twenty-something-minute movie, so you can't. You got to cut some stuff, but I, I I would have liked to have seen that fight play out more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yes, they they did effectively establish Thanos's uh, credibility in that uh, opening scene, what, you?
0: Yeah.
3: What about you, Mo? Um, I agree with that. I mean, you you had to make Thanos be as bad as everybody thought he was. I thought you could have done it with Loki. Um, would have been just as easy. Uh, Loki's actually had run-ins with him, and to see that look on his face, you know, if you show Loki afraid, like legit terrified, I think that would have done a similar thing in setting up the backstory of how dangerous Thanos is. Um, I still don't understand why they went the way they did with the Hulk, and I feel like. The only reason you do it is if you are planning on not to be, like, a World War Hulk, Planet Hulk episode. But if you want the Hulk to go ballistic and, like, really drain and get to, like, that maximum level of anger, which he doesn't actually have a maximum. But that next level where he's destroying mountains and making earthquakes and fault lines happening with every punch he throws. If that's your goal in this, is to get him to that level of anger, I think this is a good way to set it up. Hmm.
0: So, and again, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when when Banner has the line of, you know, to to Hulk essentially, we got to figure out, we got to figure something out.
3: How do you take that line, Mo? Um, so there are a couple really good runs where Banner is actively talking to Hulk. However, there are very few where Hulk is responding. Um, I took it just as a guy who was upset, like he's had this monster on his back, where he's afraid of, you know, stubbing his toe for so long and to, walking on eggshells to now he can't get the monster to come out when he needs him the most. Um, I, I took it more as just an internal thing instead of an actual conversation. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. Okay, Stephen, do you have anything to chime in there?
1: Um, I think my only chime, chime in, is, is immediate chime in right now, is that it did, uh, going back to that Thanos Hulk fight for just a second, it, it felt slightly like the writers forgot that the matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets, because you would think the Hulk getting punched around some would make him madder and stronger and all that, but um, I'm going to write that off to Thanos using the Power Stone in his punches, so... Uh-huh. Um, I, they did sub, subvert my expectations some too. I, I jump—we're jumping ahead here—but I thought we'd see the Hulk later in this movie because I thought you saw the Hulk in the trailers in like the Wakanda scenes, but we didn't see Hulk rest of the movie. I thought maybe something would happen to Black Widow, which because they were an item in Avengers two for like twenty minutes, that that would enrage. That would bring the Hulk out again, and he would he would kick some butt, but they're, they're probably saving that for the, the next one.
3: Part of me thinks that that has been... That's literally the introduction to the next movie that's coming out in next summer. You know what I mean? In the What is it? Summer of 2019? Yeah, in May. You know what I mean? Part, year, right? Yeah, part of me thinks that that fight's still going on on the ground with the people who are still there with the, those aliens. Um... And that's when Hulk's gonna come out is when he's Samy Romanoff. And so we've just seen some scenes that uh, currently aren't out yet. That makes sense, yeah. That was my interpretation. So.
0: so was there a trailer that had the Hulk in Wakanda?
1: I thought I, so. I saw the Hulk like, like like there was like a uh, part either a commercial or a part of the trailer where um like Captain America is leading a, a group of heroes, and like you can clearly see the Hulk in the background. Hmm. He's hard to miss, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. He would be hard to miss.
0: Thinking of uh, a little bit forward now, since we've got a chance to, you know, get and discuss the opening scene, and we're 30 minutes into our conversation about now, (laughs) we are uh, also introduced to, you know, some of the rest of the Avengers cast. Uh, I can't remember the sequence of events entirely, like who the next one introduced was, but I think... Next one might have been Tony Stark.
1: Yes. So he had New Yorks. So he had Tony. He had Doctor Strange. He had Spider Man.
3: Right. Dude, so, the Spider Man stuff was awesome. The first Spider Sense scene had me going nuts. Mm-hmm. Had
1: me going nuts.
0: I was excited when I saw that on the trailer because in the Spider Man movie, they didn't have anything, you know, about his Spider Sense, right? So the
1: well, Spider Sense was greatly lacking from uh, from Homecoming.
0: Right. So at least I'm glad that the writers. Knew a little bit about Spider-Man where they lacked in the (laughs) Hulk. So, looking at our introduction to Iron Man, we also have Pepper for some reason, which uh, they're on again, off again because the last time we saw Tony in in Civil War, they were like not together. Who knows what's happening there? They should just write her off. I'm I'm done with Pepper at this point. No,
3: weren't wasn't in um, the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Weren't they together at that point in time? Wasn't that referenced? They were kind of together again. We don't really
0: know the status. Like, okay. Hogan had the ring that he's been carrying around for the past 10 years, he said. Um, oh, yeah.
1: They, they, he proposed to her because they had to cover for Spider-Man not joining the Avengers.
0: Yeah. So, evidently, he did propose. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I Pepper is just an annoyance. And <laughs> I'm glad that she's only in it for, like, two minutes. Uh, because she has nothing else to really add to this particular story, but maybe in another Iron Man movie we can get more depth there, because she's supposed to be extremist at this point, right? She's a superhero of her own, as far as we know, because Iron Man 3 made her that way.
1: She got the extremist, but she's done nothing with it. I think they're kind of just like assuming everybody forgot that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, technically she's out there as a, as a superhero. Why isn't she helping?
1: I kind anyway. of... I haven't watched that in a while. I kind of felt like that like wore off after she used it, like it was just temporary. But again, I haven't seen it in a while to be able to confirm or deny that.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it as well. But I can't quite remember the full extent of the extremists uh, and if it would wear off or not. However, moving forward, um, so we get to see the introduction there to Iron Man. We get to see, like you alluded to, Peter Parker on the school bus, which is also where we get to see... Our, our cameo scene from Mr. Stanley, uh, which is kind of funny. I think I've seen a cameo with him driving a bus before as well. I know he did it in Heroes, but I think he did it in, the, in another Marvel movie. But it was just kind of funny. It's like, what? You guys never seen an aliens or a spaceship before? I mean, you know, this <laughs> was uh, the Avengers uh, in twenty, was it twenty twelve? Was the Avengers came out? Yeah, I think so. Um, they had the. Aliens invading New York and all that, so at this point I think New York is used to aliens. So for uh, for them all to freak out like that on the bus, <laughs> I'm like, well, here, you've seen this, you've seen worse, right, kids? Exactly. So getting the chance to see Spider Man come out here was pretty good. Like the whole getting out the bus and just kind of swinging into action was pretty fun, um, and we also got our introduction into dr strange and his buddy was it wong wong yes wong and we (laughs) it was a a nice little joke and there there were a lot of jokes kind of put in this movie where they were talking about going to go get a a pastrami sandwich or something like that and how you know having money is attachment to the physical and not spiritual and it's like oh i'll I'll see if uh if they can make you a spiritual sandwich like oh no no here's here's some money (laughs) That was kind of a funny joke. Anyway. Um, yeah,
1: movie, movie had good humor uh, interspersed throughout.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I, I think definitely this movie needed. Uh, yeah. And kind of before that, it was kind of funny. There was in a Deadpool trailer for, for both of the uh, showings that I had. They were actually different trailers. But the one before the first showing, it had some line where he's like, Oh, man, that's really dark. He must be from the DC universe. Just,
2: <laughs> that was kind
0: of a funny line. Anyway. Um, we get to see the introduction now to Stephen Strange, uh, when the Hulk crashes in because Heimdall. By the way, we we've, didn't mention he was this. the
1: first death that we saw.
0: Yeah, Heimdall's gone. That's, I was, I was surprised. Obviously, that Loki and he's Heimdall. A, he's, were a,
1: he's like the third most powerful Asgardian. It's like Odin, Thor, Heimdall.
0: Mm-hmm. So to see him go, uh, actually hurt me. Quite a bit because I like Idris Elba. I thought he was a great addition. I thought Heimdall actually had a a, a nice arc in Ragnarok. You know, he was leading the refugees and helping them, and um, he was doing more than just standing at the Rainbow Bridge, right? Because that's usually what he did in the other two movies. But it was it was really cool to see him in in Ragnarok be that leader. But it was painful then to see him just be taken out so quickly uh, by the Thanos, uh, what were they called? The black, black team,
1: the black (laughs) order. I think they might be called. I'm not 100% certain on that.
0: Okay. So that kind of hurt a little bit. However, so we, we get to see one last act. He throws Hulk down to to earth and that, that really ticked uh, Thanos off by the way, that particular action. Like he, when he did that, Thanos seemed really perturbed and I can't rem I can't remember if it was, you know, more because he he acted against what Thanos wanted to happen, or if because he won want- if Thanos was wanting to keep Hulk in some way. So Mo, I think there's something else underlying here between the Hulk and Thanos. There there has to be something else going on. Did did you read between the lines at all there?
3: Um the thing that I caught of notice was Thanos you don't see in that entire movie lose his temper like he that's the only time you see him physically upset is when Hulk is sent away and to me that that was just a preluding of Thanos but knowing that the Hulk has an ability or a skill or something that can keep him from doing the thing he feels he's meant to do. Like, you watch, like, his face and the way he changes his demeanor. The rest of the movie, he's pretty calm, collected, even in a fight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He stays pretty calm, collected. But that was the first time where you watched him literally just kind of... (sighs) Mm -hmm. and walked over and killed him. So,
0: So, yeah. I thought it was interesting reading between the lines there. And there is also another line dropped later in the movie by Thanos because he he knew who Tony Stark was right and he said I'm also cursed with knowledge or something like that and so I feel like Thanos knows he knows about Hulk he has to right because he's he's pretty pretty well tapped into the galactic scene um he's got people scouring for these stones and he uh I'm sure he's understanding about the Avengers and how the Hulk pretty much brought down a Chitauri ship by himself and all that kind of stuff. So there has to be something else there. Anyway, going on, we have our New York heroes introduced with Strange, uh, Peter, and uh, Tony. Anything of note that uh, caught your eye in this first encounter with um, the first two Black Order characters? Uh, Steven?
1: Um, I think it would have just been nice to like have them estab- establish more. Because it's just like... Hey, look at us. We're powerful. and you know, the. Uh, you're seeing this fight unfold, and you're like, okay, yeah, I mean this works for me, but I think if I had any at all information about you, that would just make this that much more interesting. they there's a I think they probably got expand on there. I guess Marvel's been doing a bunch of tie-in comics to uh, like fill in gaps in the in between movies and stuff like that. So I bet there's probably more information about them in the. The tie-in comic, and I again going. I realized that you know you gotta if you put everything you want to put in this movie, you're gonna have like a five hour movie. But yeah, just a little bit of info on these on who these people are, just uh, I think would have come in handy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all we got are that they were children of Thanos, and we kind of understand that Nebula and Gamora were both kind of that same thing, and uh, kind of just extrapolating that they are. Pretty much just henchmen, like the henchman type class, but, you know, just right under Thanos. But uh, with this this opening fight, we get to see Iron Man's new suit in action. Uh, every every movie, he gets a new suit. Um, this one, while in, in practice, it's kind of cool with the nanotech. Uh, it makes him kind of rival the ability now that uh, Black Panther has with his suit. But... I didn't really care for the aesthetic look of this suit that much. I thought it was kind of, I don't know. There's just something about it that I didn't really care for. The look of this Iron Man suit, um, which I love Iron Man, uh, of all the characters, Iron Man is my favorite. And I just wish that the, the suit was a little bit more, I don't know. There's, there's just better something. looking
1: armors. I agree. Yeah.
0: There's just something about this one that I didn't care for. Um, but, uh, we get to see his new suit, which is pretty cool. And as far as the Nano stuff goes, we also see um, Spider-Man swinging into action and kind of seeing more of what he's doing and uh, kind of how his his powers are getting more honed a little bit. What do you, what do you think about uh, Spider-Man swinging in here, Steve?
1: Um, he uh, that was like perfect Sp- Spider-Man. I mean, he he was overmatched because Thanos is. Uh, team he had they're really powerful but spider-man he um he's fought people like well over his power level and um he's been able to hold you know hold his own because of his abilities and i think we got to see him in this opening fight we got to see him you know he's he got appropriate he got his butt kicked when appropriate but he also was able you saw him like kind of fight appropriately like he's you could tell he's like growing into his powers a little bit more than the last time we saw him so i was happy with uh spider-man's opening scene opening fight
0: hmm. um mo any any comments for any of the heroes here in this opening new york scene
1: um
3: well a couple things with spider-man that popped up that caught my eye and i only caught one of them uh it it would have been the second or third showing um but before i go into that Really, I actually pref- loved Spider Man's new suit way more than I liked Iron Man's new suit. So, like when you were talking about Iron Man's suit, I was like, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I loved the new Spider suit. Uh, oh, the, what is that? The Iron Spider. The Iron Spider. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. good. I love that suit. That's I cool. thought it was really cool and and really enjoyed it. Um but with Spider Man, like the the fighting stuff that happened with him, I didn't. I wasn't really like I didn't enjoy a lot of it because I felt like this is not a fight for you. You know what I mean? Like he should have been getting whipped pretty bad, but it's there. There's a callback, and I only know it because I I had seen the comic. I think it was this morning or yesterday. Um, when he shoots Thanos in the face with the the web shooter in the movie, I was dying. I was mm-hmm. laughing so hard at that <laughs> because I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I just saw a picture of that. <laughs> so that was like my favorite Spider-Man moment.
1: That I moment. feel like. Um, switching gears, Doctor Strange got a little shorted in, the, on it, in, re, in regards to his powers, I feel, this movie.
0: Yeah, so Doctor Strange, he guards reality, right? So he is able to spin reality to do whatever he needs to do to make it happen. That's kind of what we learned in, in Doctor Strange, right? And then he has the time stone, but he never uses it except the one time to go and, and see the 14 million different occurrences of how a fight will happen. That's the only time he uses the time stone. And I feel like, like you said, he was shorted out here. Or, why didn't he just teleport them back to Earth using his little uh, portal hole that he could make? Or... <laughs> what's
1: what's that really bothered
3: me yeah that bothered me as well i was like time out why why are we worried about you know going to thanos right now when you can just literally because he was like we need to turn the ship around and he could have been like hey i'm gonna make this hole if you want to come with me jump through it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) let's go home and figure out what's happening Mm -hmm. but overall (laughs) He
1: he had no idea he had to like tony had to get them Tony was the only person that could get them back. He like kind of forgot that he can make these teleportation holes whenever he feels like it.
0: Yeah, exactly. But at least Wong knows what he's got to do. So uh, Stephen was abducted, uh, and he goes back to protect the sanctum because hey, he's got a duty. You know, there's uh, people that might strike at this point. Um, and I feel like with uh, with Doctor Strange, he was underrepresented in his power which i mean i understand with this type of movie you can't really fully uh display one's power because you got to give everybody a moment to have their their due but uh they kind of underplayed his but they kind of amped up or finally played out properly wanda's powers for um the scarlet witch what did you guys think of her when she was introduced in this movie
3: I loved it. I loved the relationship and the way they were writing it. Um, I also was a big fan of, like, when we got to Scarlet Witch and all of her powers, we knew how dangerous she was and how strong she was. Like, that, that was never a question. Seeing it fully realized, I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, jumping way ahead, it was uh, uh, awesome seeing her, uh, A, you know, overcome. Um, her feelings for Vision to uh, to shatter the stone um, at the end of the movie, and um, I like that they had her powers amped up that much because in the in the comics she she um, when she can tap into her powers to their fullest potential, she is one of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. So I'm I'm glad we got to see that side of uh, the Scarlet Witch in this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Because. She'd been kind of like we noticed, Unrepresented in her powers in the past uh, We saw her accidentally Explode something that Caused the Sokovia Accords to be a thing And all that jazz But um, yeah we always kind of Thought that at least I did That she was underrepresented for what She could actually do um, Did anybody miss uh, her brother In this movie when, when they saw her Like oh he died because he wasn't fast enough
1: uh, I, I almost forgot Quicksilver was a thing in in, this, uh, uh, in these in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of Quicksilver in the other movies.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, that one's a better Quicksilver anyway, so we're okay. Uh, and we also are reintroduced to Vision in this movie where they're hanging out in Scotland. You know, they're just they're just doing their thing. Um, what uh, what did you guys think of Vision here? And kind of from the get go, he's he's crippled.
1: Yeah, that's he was another one that kind of got the short end of the stick power wise in this movie because it seemed like the whole movie he was always damaged and like like couldn't do anything mm-hmm. like because he's he's super powerful he can turn diamond hard or you know phase through objects so I mean that power set is very impressive but we did not see it at all in this movie he shot his With- like laser like once or twice that was about it. <laughs>
3: When they made the line, "Oh, where he stabbed me," he made it so I couldn't phase anymore. I literally scoffed, like in the theater. I was like, are, "No, no, no. There's no way that in the way that we've I've ever seen Vision. There's never been an, an injury that has kept him from phasing. Like I, I just like I haven't seen it." Now, I only have maybe 20 or 30 issues read of the Vision storyline. I'm actually a bigger fan of his daughter than I am of him, which I guess is still technically him. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But I was like, oh, yes, they made this amazing strike on you in your stomach area, which means you can't phase anymore. Come on, guys.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I just felt like they had to cripple him because he was too powerful or would be or should be because... I mean, he's got an infinity, infinity Stone in him. He would be the only one uh, of the Avengers, except for Doctor Strange, that would have the ability
1: to use one. So, I don't know. It's a movie trick. Like, the X the early X-Men movies did that with uh, Charles Xavier, you know, because he could hypothetically just mind-wipe everybody and, like, movie over in, like, five minutes. So, they had to take him out of, like, X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. So, yeah, he, the Vision and Doctor Strange got the same treatment here. Mm-hmm. So, and the Hulk... Yeah. And exactly.
0: Hulk. <laughs> Hulk is his own he is an infinity stone in his own thing. They just they don't know about him yet. Um so <laughs> we're also introduced to uh Doctor not Doctor. Captain America. Uh he makes his day
1: I like Doctor America. That sounds awesome. Doctor America That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> uh
0: along with uh um, Black Widow and Falcon. They come in. They come in. They get the call from Bruce to save the day uh, for Vision and uh, what's her name? Not Scott. It's Scott. Which? But what's her? What's her name? her name Wanda, in the movie? That's what it is. So what? Uh, what did you guys think of Steve Rogers making his appearance? We, my my theater gave a huge uh, round of applause for when Steve uh, walked up on the screen there.
3: Mine did as well, and I again scoffed. And then uh, when Thanos punches him in the face, and I thought he had died, I started cheering, and no one else did. <laughs> Again, not a Captain America fan. <laughs> so, I but, I was uh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh no worries. Uh, with with them coming in, I just thought like I was take it took me out of it a little bit, only because it was cool seeing them. But at the same time, they're like going toe to toe with these super powerful villains. That are are kicking the the Vision's butt. They're kicking Scarlet Witch's butt. They're kicking Doctor Strange's butt. But then, like Captain America and, and Black Widow are able to like just punch him a couple times. Now, granted, they each did get a hold of their weapons, which you know they were able able to use against them. But still, I felt like they were they were doing like way they were they were. I think like some of the powers they took away from Vision and Doctor Strange and so forth got like unofficially transferred over to them so that they could hold their own in these fights more. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd give you that one. I uh, did like that line later in the movie where uh, Thor and uh, Captain America meet on the field and
3: he sees that Captain America has a beard now.
0: (laughs) It's like, ah, you've taken to my beard.
3: (laughs) Did Uh, you notice what he was wearing underneath his clothes during that, Captain America? No. If you notice the holes, uh, his original armor, the scales, it's underneath that, that broken black jacket. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. of him. I thought that was a cool toss back to uh, an old costume. Nice. That is really cool.
0: Um, So any other thoughts
3: about uh, Steve and company coming to save the day? Did I mention he got punched in the face by Thanos and it was awesome? Yeah. <laughs> No? I didn't. Okay. I just want to make sure I said it again.
1: <laughs> well, no, look it here.
3: We also get
0: introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're they're going to investigate that distress signal that opened up the movie from the Asgardians. And uh, they run into Thor, uh, literally. And he uh, in, in tells them about Thanos, and then they exchange stories about... What they've been up to and all that stuff in the background, um, and the the team splits up. Part of the Guardians with go uh, with Thor to the Dark Star, the Dark Star, Dark Dwarf Star. I don't know if it's Dwarf Star, the Forge, and uh, the other where where we get the
3: best callback ever. By the way, is that the Forge? The best callback. What was that? Um. So I don't know if you guys have ever read an issue uh, called uh, Planet Hulk. You see in there, that issue, Hulk fights an amazing uh, being called Beta Ray Bill. Uh,
1: in the movie, he fights Beta in Ray
3: Bill. In the movie, in the movie. Um, and that's how I got to know Beta Ray Bill. Now, I don't know if you know this, Beta Ray Bill once beat Thor in a fight and owned uh, Molnir. and... Because he felt bad and gave it back, Odin decided to bless him with his own very similar acts called Stormbreaker. The moment they said Stormbreaker, I went nuts. I was like, Beta Bill is coming. Yes. And he never showed up. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that was my, I, I got really excited during that. I thought huh. that was really cool. That was really
0: cool. Um, so, again, half the guardians went there. The other half went to uh, investigate nowhere. However, what did you guys think of the uh, interaction between Thor and the Guardians there when we kind of got reintroduced to them in this movie with adolescent Groot uh, saying some foul language there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am Groot. Whoa. That was my favorite part. I didn't mean to lose my temper, guys.
3: (laughs) My favorite part was Thor being in there just going. You, wait, you speak Groot? He's like, yes, <laughs> it was a elective at university. I was dying. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Was like, What? Okay. All right. I
1: see you guys. Well done. Um, him calling uh, Rocket a rabbit the whole time was fantastic.
0: <laughs> Sweet rabbit. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> Maybe in Asgard, that is the size of a rabbit. Who knows? It could be. Um, I thought it
0: was pretty funny when, uh, you know, they were all talking about how he... Like Drax is like you are a guy or a dude. This is a man. Uh, they were just talking about like his muscular tone and everything, and uh, how Star Lord is like one sandwich away from fat. That <laughs> 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 yeah, was those are pretty funny lines. It's, the Guardians are a good family unit. Um, oh, and and Star
1: Lord doing the Thor impersonation yes. with his voice. Oh
0: man, that was funny. Uh huh. I did. Oh, go, go ahead, on. brother. As, uh, that part where he's talking, he's lowering his voice and just trying to match him, and
3: like uh, Mantis is like,
0: he's doing it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a I loved seeing Mantis in that fight versus Thanos. Just quick thing about there, she I I love seeing her power being used. Um, my favorite part about the Guardians of the Galaxy was actually seeing Gamora and Star Lord finally kiss and like the I love you part because literally part of the reason I didn't like the second movie very much of the the guardians of the galaxy was because like you keep waiting for this relationship to actually happen you know what i mean like they you're just like they should be together i had the same issue with the marvel tv series jessica jones is supposed to be with luke cage is how it's supposed to be why are we tiptoeing around this but i actually that was like for me my wife she was like oh they're finally together i was like yes right so just wanted to toss that out there <laughs>
0: Um. Very good because we are at nowhere, and that's where is it the first time where they tell each other that they love them. That is it the first time in the whole Guardians sequence,
3: like from yep. Guardians One, Two, and now. Yeah, because they they um, they don't directly mess like say it, but like he's like you know that we have this unspoken thing going oh, yeah. on, yeah, and right. she's just like no we don't, and then. At the end, she's like, you know, it's unspoken. And then they hold hands. But like, it wasn't like, it wasn't that, that finally, like, hey, I actually really care about you. You mean something to me. And I think, had they not done that, had they not done the I love you and the kiss, I think later on when we go for the soul stone, that wouldn't have been as powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Which, by the way, uh, you reminded me when you talked about the kiss because I was trying to remember when that happened. And I was thrown off because I was I was infatuated with the invisible Drax. <laughs>
3: so I didn't understand why they had to put that in there. It was like,
0: just Drax being Drax. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't get that one. It was funny. Uh, he was he mastered the art of standing still so much that you can't see him. Uh, I thought it was great. And then Mantis again just walks in and is like Hi Drax, and he just walks away. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. At least I, I thought it was funny. Sorry. I'll
1: just. Hey, that part was. On, You're good. On the whole, two of the Guardians really irked me this movie. Um, I'll probably talk about it more a little later on, but the two were Star Lord and Drax. Drax, I feel like they've made him more. They, each movie, he gets more and more funny and less and less of a threat. That like in the first movie, I like I liked his him in the first movie the best because he was funny, but at the same time, you know, he had that he was driven by that revenge, you know, of wanting of wanting to avenge his family, and you know, it came up here, which you know, kind of screwed things up for a bit. But um, there's other times where it's like he could be doing more than what he was. Um, Gamora. Her, she only pissed ticked me off just a wee little bit uh, when she got to the part, you know, she because she asks Quill if the time comes that you know if Thanos gets her, she asks Quill to make you know an impossible call, but a call nonetheless that he has to kill her. And but when the time came, when it gets reversed, she wouldn't do the same for her sister, which I simultaneously get, but at the same time. She knows better than anyone what's at stake if Thanos finds out this information. So if she was going to ask uh, Star-Lord to kill her, then she should have—it's it's, you know, it's very hard to—it's one thing to say this and to execute it. But still, she should have been able to not give in to Thanos when he was torturing Nebula and um, cave and tell him where the Soul Stone was. Once we're
3: talking about that, so when when we first see Red Skull, um, with the Soulstone stuff, the 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 Black Cloak, the skeleton, I totally thought that was Lady Death. I thought it was. That's that like,
1: for a sec too. I was like, yes,
3: Death is here. She's kind of dated Deadpool. We're not gonna talk about that, <laughs> but she, yeah, this is great. And then it was Red Skull, and I was like, are y'all kidding me right now? Like, what? What a tease, man! Like you. I, I'm sorry, I was really excited. Like, I was super jacked.
1: <laughs> I was like, wait, were, were we missing Red Skull? Did, did we need to see him again? <laughs> and I came to the answer, no, I don't think we did.
0: <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool to see, you know, the callback to Red Skull because, you know, you never really knew what happened to him. Um, once you realize that Tesseract was an Infinity Stone, he could have been teleported somewhere else, which is the case here. And somewhere along the way, he learned how to, like, hover and, just levitate like like, Doctor Strange but I don't know
1: how that happened Um, that's cool seeing the change in him mm -hmm. Uh, you can tell like it's been for it was probably you know time passes weird so in that where he was so it could have been centuries since you know um, for him even though it's only like maybe 100 years tops but it could have easily been 500 years or more in his time he was gone so I like that I did like the maturity that he had in that in that place he was
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and that was not Hugo Weaving, by the way, that was somebody else.
1: Oh wow, I did not know that.
0: So um I was I noticed that in the credits um for, for the side there. Anyway. The There's a lot going on in this movie. And I'm just kind of <laughs> trying to go through it by memory here. Um and you know, there's jumping around all these different places, but in nowhere uh we get you know, the Gamora, Drax, Mantis, and Star-Lord going to see if they can intercept uh, the the Collector's Infinity Stone that he had. And we get the uh, introduction of the use of the Reality Stone. Were either of you guys fooled or thought that Thanos is dead already?
1: I, I was gonna make the joke that when we got to this part I'd be like, oh actually I I didn't see the rest of the movie. I just walked out when I when they she killed Thanos.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That is but, I, mean, I I I was looking at that and I was like, oh, this has to be some sort of trick or something, right? Like the reality stone, he has a reality stone already.
1: I mean I knew that it wasn't gonna end obviously right there, but they did a good they did a good relatively good job of picking you out there for a good minute or two.
0: See the the fake the fake out was Gamora kills um, Thanos, then she takes the Infinity Gauntlet, and that's the rest of the story. Is like she goes crazy with the power.
2: <laughs>
0: that would have been what? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, so any thoughts uh, on this scene, Mo? Um. Again, I I will tell you, I was fooled uh, the first time. I was very much like, "Oh man, she got him in the throat. Way to go." Um. But when the clapping started, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" And then I was like, "Oh crap, it's reality stone. Like this is this is fake." Mm-hmm. So, um, my only thing was with all those things on fire, I was wondering how people weren't getting burned as they were walking through. Like, even if you see something different, like wouldn't the fire still have an effect? Because um, when, no. the, when they when he changed that reality, and everything was like broken and and smoldering. That was just something I was very like taken aback by. No, because
0: if you think about reality, if there is no fire
3: in your reality, there is no fire. Uh, this is one of those rabbit holes that if we go down it, we're both going to get very lost. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs>
1: so. I was I was surprised that the reality effects were just. I mean, it's all. I guess it's all subjected to to Thanos's whim, basically. But I thought when he like you know, sliced up um, Drax and, like, turned Mantis into a plant or whatever he did, that they were done, like, right then and right there. But then I guess he just, he only did that as just a temporary thing. He could have made it permanent, but he chose not to for for whatever reason. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, do you think he's just kind of toying with them? Like, he knows that he's powerful and he's going to do what he wants and he's just... Testing out his his new stone because he just got the reality stone.
1: That's a good theory, yeah. Because he, um, yeah, needed time to be able to get acclimated to the different um, the different gems. Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, interesting there. Um, we get the the scene between Star Lord and Gamora where uh, he does finally pull the trigger, but uh, the reality stone subjects that to just bubbles. Up into the sky <laughs> which i i think that's going to be a toy coming out soon is a bubble gun uh that, oh, the Star- bubble gun. yeah that that's going to be a thing right that that has to be
3: oh it's i now. already saw some hulk ones at target today so makes sense some hulk bubble guns it, it was like little hulk hands and, and like cool little toys and figures and stuff
1: okay. oh quick uh, side question here um Hulk hands reminded me of this. Did uh, anybody have any cosplayers in their um, crowds?
3: I did not. I did on Wednesday. I uh, did not on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I didn't today, but when I was at the theater yesterday to see I Feel Pretty, you know, I saw a lot of people there for Avengers and I saw several uh, people in costume. Uh, nope. I only saw one person fully decked out and they were decked, they were decked out as uh, Wanda. Uh, so, you know, they had the Scarlet Witch jacket and hair and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I saw, like, some partial Spider-Man outfits. I saw some Hulk hands and uh, some Captain America outfits and so forth. I got a couple Iron Man outfits. That was pretty sweet.
0: mm mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, okay. So, Thanos takes Gamora. And by the way, Thanos has Nebula, and that's how he will manipulate Gamora. Um into telling him where the Soul Stone is or uh, the location at least because she's never seen it um, but before this I feel like uh, this is the point where Spider-Man and Iron Man saved Doctor Strange right?
3: Uh, yeah somewhere on there
0: What would you think about the other reference by uh, Spider-Man about a really old movie Aliens
2: <laughs>
3: I've, I've never like, seen Alien, so I, I I I'm sure that it was a good reference. I just didn't understand it or catch when it.
1: When he said that, I thought Spider Man was going to come out in the um, the suit, like the the mech suit that Ripley came out in at the end to fight the, the alien. That's what I thought was going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. That would have been funny. Um, so and for him for that character, the that I don't even know what his name was, the wizard character of the, the black order to go out that easily it was just kind of anticlimactic. because when when he was fighting dr Strange in, in the in the city and just kind of like very casually doing all this stuff like you felt like he was a force to be reckoned with and then he just ends up being sucked out the other out side of the hole and I'm assuming he's subject to you know the the uh, vacuum of space like other humans or mortals would be, except for Thor. You know, Thor just survives everything. Um, and just, he, he's dead because he, you know, no oxygen, freezes, uh, the the absence of gravity, all that kind of stuff, just kind of taking the effect on the body. D- do you think that guy is actually dead? We'll, we'll probably never see him again, right?
1: I doubt it. But I was surprised that he died then because y- you'd have thought that, he would have been able to survive in space. Like, I, I didn't think that, like, I assumed that this was just a temporary thing They got him out of the ship, but he was going to come back at some point. But then, nope, he did.
3: Mm-hmm. That I didn't understand either. I mean, he showed he had uh, telepathic, telekinetic, however you want to say it, abilities. Um, after he was sucked out and floating in space, you would think he would have been able to grab onto the ship and pull it towards him the way he was throwing vehicles and cars and buildings around. You know what I mean? And so in pulling him towards him, then he would get back into the ship. Because the ship's not moving at this point in time, I don't believe. Because they had to, like, start it and drive it, or maybe it was moving. I don't know. So I was just very confused in that scene as well. Yeah. I think it was moving, but they had to figure out how to turn it. Oh,
0: that. I- good stuff um so we get uh, dr strange back and and he's very thankful to iron man for saving him um i didn't get my line that i wanted in this movie so bad and i'm hoping that the the next avengers movie next year will do it uh between robert denny jr and benedict cumberbatch because they both played sherlock and it would have been perfect with i don't know um Peter quill to to say something like you know no shit Sherlock or something like that and then both kind of look at him you know
3: I don't know oh yes I would have laughed at that because I, I actually, actually knew they were both Sherlock Holmes's mm-hmm. eyes the,
1: the reality stone and he'll like make a reality where they're both Sherlock Holmes and um, somebody'll be Watson and oh, they that'll be it they'll fight over who has to be Watson and who gets to be Holmes
0: yeah there you go Um, so, I forget at this point, is this where Thor is going to get his hammer built? His axe? Yeah. And we get introduced to giant Peter Dinklage.
1: (laughs) That got a lot of laughs from the audience.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for his portrayal of the the giant dwarf here. I, I just kept getting a Tyrion off of him the entire time and just the accent didn't quite work for me his character portrayal was just a little off from what i was what i was expecting i suppose or what i would want looking for something like when you have a big character like that you're thinking of a little more deeper voice or something and you're looking for some more you know menace even though he wasn't necessarily a menacing person but just something else in it it was just an odd characterization to me at least but i know nothing about this character. Um, what about you guys? Either of you have any knowledge of this character?
1: I know who the character is, but uh, I, I've only come across him like maybe once or twice, so I don't really know that much about him. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought I was I was fine with the way uh, Peter Dinklage portrayed him. And I was like, oh hey, Peter Dinklage, he's always awesome, and he was I thought he was perfectly fine here. But again, yeah, I don't know a great deal about the character other than yeah being a um weapon like one of the you know top flight weapon maker yeah
0: and then we have thor and rocket go ahead and restart the star which um seemed to be kind of easy to do so they just had to throw around the the ship and thor had mm-hmm. to say i'm going to grab this and we're going to spin this and there it works and then uh, Thor had to hold open the, the window so there could actually get some some star power <laughs> in to heat the forge. And here's another thing that irked me about that character, uh, Dinklage's guy. When he saw that the, the metal was melted enough that he was going to go ahead and dip it out, why didn't he tell Thor, hey stop you don't have to do this anymore you know why didn't he just i that that irked me a little bit too i don't know either of you guys get any did did that cross your mind at all or did it just
3: flow for you um so my only thing about it was i feel like in that scene it happened so fast he's pouring the mold and trying to get it out to make sure it's finished and he's, his hands have been locked in something by Thanos because uh, Thanos doesn't want him to to build anything for anybody else except for him um, I feel like for him it was more about trying to get that job done It it's one of those where you're in an emergency like you're trying to do one thing and your brain doesn't automatically think to do the second thing so I didn't have an issue with it like I wasn't overly concerned
1: mm-hmm. I agree with most take and side note, I loved Groot's moment in this yeah. scene. I was waiting for because every character basically got a moment in the movie, which I thought was really cool. And this was Groot's moment. That was so perfect. They needed because you know, Groot was the sulky, the sulking the teenager. This most of this movie, but Groot saw you know what Thor did to be able to to the, the sacrifice he put himself through to be able to get this weapon made. And when. Um, um, you know, they're saying, "Oh, I need. We need a handle for this axe. Otherwise, you know, this is this was all worthless." You know, Groot cuts off his own arm so that that axe has a handle. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that touch. I hope. I hope that this axe carries forward into like the next Thor movie um, or something. So that way we can kind of have that continuation of, "Hey, this was from this event," and. You just had that memory of Groot doing this act. It was it was pretty cool. I hope he carries forward. Mm-hmm. Um, back on Earth, you have um, the, the scene on Wakanda kind of unfolding. Steve Rogers goes there to try to help uh, Shuri take a look at Vision and kind of take dissect the Infinity Stone from the rest of it. And it's kind of funny. She's like, well, why did you do it this way? And then Banner's just like, we didn't think of that. You know, it's very cool to have Banner and her in the room. I can't wait until we can maybe get Tony Stark and her in the same room together. It would be fun. Uh, any thoughts from the scene here on Wakanda?
3: If she does not turn in to is it Ironheart is the new name for the 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 female Iron Man?
1: Yeah, I think her name's Riri, Riri Williams in the comics, I think.
3: Okay. If she doesn't become the, the new Iron Man, I'm going to be devastated. That is an awesome character. I just want well, to throw that up there.
1: I, I don't know too much about Black Panther comics, but I think she actually became Black Panther for a stretch in the comics.
3: Well, he's dead right now, so that works.
1: <laughs> there's an opening.
0: There, yeah, yep. Exactly. There's an opening. So as things are unfolding here in Wakanda, we get the, the ship that comes uh, and lands the people up there, and you see that there's a shield. Very reminiscent of the Phantom Menace to me again. Um, anytime I see a shield, I just think of the Phantom Menace. And
1: What shield? Because I'm the you know world's foremost Phantom Menace um, enthusiast and yes. I miss this. <laughs>
0: the just the 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 shield that protects the city.
1: Oh oh yeah, okay, yes, yeah, perfect. Yeah, like the Gungans did it. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I've, I can't believe I disassociated that.
0: <laughs> so the uh, the attack here was you know we had War Machine you had I think probably the most people assembled together here with uh, all the characters because you had Banner in the Hulk Buster outfit which I guess if you can't have Hulk you get Hulk Buster did that
3: work for you Mo? So I was I was happy to see the Hulk Buster armor because again that's one of my favorite like fights is those two going at it and Hulk wrecking shop. And then Hulk laying eyes on somebody and like calming down, and then Iron Man taking the cheap shot. Sounds like Iron Man, just saying. Uh, but you know, I was I was cool like hearing Banner kind of be uh, like lighthearted about it. You know what I mean? It was like it's just like being the Hulk only in control. And then he falls down. Like I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh huh. Yeah,
0: I I didn't have any problems with seeing him in there, and I thought that was a pretty pretty fun call. Um. Because I assume that, you know, he actually probably helped Tony build the Hulkbuster armor. Uh, So he was... It made sense to me that he can just go ahead and control it like Tony could or wouldn't have to have any sort of, you know, education or crash course on how to do it. So I I thought that was good. Um, We got to see, again, War Machine. Falcon was in here flying around. Captain America. uh, Obviously, the Wakandans. um, Umbaku. uh, The General. I can't remember what her name is. And uh obviously, Black panther, so
1: and we got oh, winter soldier slash white wolf
0: oh yeah, and he gets he gets a new arm, so they gave him a new arm, and they also gave cap a new shield. How do we feel about cap's new shield by the way, Steve, what do you think
1: Eh, i mean uh if it's not going to be i mean it it was it worked, but just in the meh way i, I I'm a fan of cap's classic shield, so mm-hmm. um I get that Captain America needs a shield, but I would have liked to have seen like Wakanda can do practically anything. So I'd like to have seen some sort of like um, attempt at re- making his old shield. Because
0: mm-hmm. part of the way he fights is throwing his shield around, and exactly what they, what they gave him isn't really a, a way to do that. Mo, any thoughts?
3: No, but I don't know why when we were talking about a shield. I went to Agents of Shield, which then led me to wonder where are the Inhumans right now? Like, <laughs> and I just was like, I was just, like, I, was just ch- I was just chuckling to myself during that. And
1: was just like, Who? That <laughs> was, what are Inhumans? We don't know what you're talking about. That was <laughs> the, that the first.
0: <laughs> that was the first race that Thanos decided
3: to go and just wipe the entire. <laughs> no. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe the, I've, the name of that planet um, where the Soul Stone was, isn't that increased space? Like, I felt like I've heard that, that word. Like, when they said it, I was like, oh, I know that. But I didn't know from where. And so that oh, was actually one see. of the ways I went on that. Um, I will do more research. Let me, let me get on some clicking right now and find out if I'm...
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we might see that place more in uh, the Captain Marvel movie.
3: Yeah, it's possible.
1: If most theory holds up.
0: Um so we we talked about Wanda earlier and how she comes out and joins the fight and you know there's the lines like why wasn't she here the entire time? And then when they see that she's on the field the other black order guy is is going to go try to take the stone away from from Vision. So because she was there with him they they knew they couldn't try. So we it was a nice little nod, and that they were kind of anticipating and strategizing on the back side of things. Um,
1: that slightly bugged me with the heroes, though, because like they're like, "Okay, let's leave the one thing that they're here for unguarded. Uh-huh. We'll that's, be fine."
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you had you had the Wakandans yeah, it, it, there. It had
1: to be done. I got I got why it uh-huh. happened.
0: So. You know, and as all this is happening, um, Thor got his hammer, and he comes back into this scene and very triumphantly has a new eye, by the way. I forgot to mention that, that. He he got an eye from Rocket. And was I the only one that when Thor came in and started Direct Shop, that that song from Ragnarok, the I <laughs> That song. song. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that. That should have played right there. That would have been perfect. But it's okay that it didn't. But I was just kind of like, that would be great right there because there was a big, big applause from from the uh, uh, audience when he came in here and was just wrecking shop, and they they really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So it was a, a nice scene. Did you guys like uh, Thor's big entrance here?
1: He definitely had a cool entrance. <laughs>
3: uh more thor <laughs> more thor thanks nice.
1: i was uh skipping ahead a little bit in this fight i was uh banging my head against the seat wondering as thanos is you know going for for uh you know vision's stone i'm thinking where is thor did he step out for coffee where are you
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's true i, I forgot that he's He's like the only one of the of the big ones that wasn't there at that point, but we see him come later. Um, yeah,
2: late. <laughs>
0: yeah, we uh, we also have the scene going on on Titan here. So uh, Thanos comes back to Titan and he's looking for the Time Stone because Doctor Strange is there, and they start to try to attack Thanos with this whole thing. They. They get him pinned down, and you know, Spider-Man and Iron Man are trying to get the glove off of him. I have a problem with this scene. Me too. Um, let me go through my problems, and let's see if they, if they line up. So first off, simple thing, right? We saw uh, Bruce Banner just you know, take out one of the Black Order guys by attaching a rocket to him, and he goes flying off. Why doesn't Iron Man attach a rocket to this thing, and it just goes flying off? Number one. Number two... Iron Man has this huge laser that can cut through anything. Why don't they just cut his arm off? Um, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you got Spider Man there ripping this thing off. How how is this vacuum sealed on his hand? I mean, what is going on here that is keeping that thing on? And there's just so many issues that happen here for me with that scene about trying to get the the glove off. Um, not to mention the whole thing with Star Lord, but uh Mm. steve i think that you're gonna touch on that
1: yep star lord was like the number one you know most angering thing about that but number two was uh everybody else just standing around while spider-man and um iron man are like the only ones trying to pull that off like Drax is just standing there doing nothing. Man, you know, Mantis is doing something. She's doing the, you know, she's doing the heavy lifting, keeping Thanos at bay. Mm-hmm. And Spider Man and Iron Man. I mean, you know, Thanos is insanely strong. I think he's like a class one hundred level strength. So, it, you know, that part made sense to me that they couldn't just pull the glove off easily. Um, and I think I'm gonna write write off in my head that they couldn't cut off his. They could have cut off his arm, but it would have taken arguably more time to do that than it would have to um, just pull the glove off. So that's, I'm going to write that off, but um, everything's undone because Star-Lords, instead of helping them pull off the glove, he's like, you killed my girlfriend, which, you know, I get it. But at the same time, you could. The way to defeat him is to take the glove. The mm-hmm. way to not defeat him is to punch him in the face and wake him up mm-hmm. while you're trying to pull off the glove that gives him all his power.
0: I mean, Peter, you should have just shot him in the face, right? Like, <laughs> come on. That that would have done it, right? Possibly. Exactly,
1: yeah. Somebody should have whacked him. Doctor Strange was. What was Doctor Strange doing then? He, I mean, I, I think. He had his just,
0: other uh, arm, like, lassoed, and he was just the other way. And Drax had him at the legs, so
1: they were all doing something. Like nobody was just standing. Okay, right. I Except I missed, for I Peter. Drax, I think I thought Drax was just like standing up to the side. That's right. Drax did have Thanos' legs, so I'll give the, uh, Drax a little bit of uh, credit that I wasn't giving him earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So your your person that could have done something to help take that glove off was was Peter, and he just kind of messed it up for everybody. Which, eh, that's kind of his ML, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Sad, but true. true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was also seeing Spider-Man just miss getting the uh, the glove off Thanos.
0: Mm-hmm. Could, you can it, see it just just right there, and then he comes to, and yeah, the whole thing is over. Monty. Have you guys
1: read the um, Infinity Gauntlet the, that comic?
0: I haven't. I, I have, have. I haven't read it all through yet, but I have it.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, it's worth a read sometime because that's. Essentially, what their plan was um, after it's after Thanos. Uh, Thanos already has the glove, and he's wiped out like half the population. There's only like a handful of heroes left, and they know that they they don't have a chance against Thanos. Their plan is to distract Thanos so that um, when he's you know at his most susceptible, the Silver Surfer can like fly in and you know yanked the glove off, but he missed by like a nanosecond and then, you know, Thanos proceeded to win mm-hmm. for the time being. Yeah.
3: Mo,
0: what are your thoughts on the scene?
3: Um, Star-Lord messing everything up due to emotions. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Um, I I really I just kind of was like <sighs> You were willing to shoot her but you're not willing to help everybody else stop this crazy man from killing billions of beings and life forms. So, it just... It's one of those things that when we get to the next movie, um, I believe Iron Man is going to be calling Star-Lord out for a lot of things. If and when things are undone. Mm-hmm. So.
0: so, a couple more things on 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 Titan here. Did you think... That Iron Man was dead, or was that he was going to die because
3: of the stab here? Mm-mm. I still hold true that Cap's going to be the one that dies.
1: I did actually. I did think that uh, he he was going to die because I was like, you know, there's like rumors, you know, how many more movies does Robert Downey Jr. have left? So I thought, well, um this if he's dead right here, I, I could see that. Um So I did genuinely think he was going to be dead for a moment. But that was another. I, the Doctor Strange turnabout. The only reasoning I I have for him doing that is I guess it, when he what you know because he mentions you know he he viewed he used the time stone to like play out this um, this fight like what fourteen million times or whatever mm-hmm. and there's only one time where they won. So my only thinking with him just being like, oh yeah, here's the stone. Just bring Iron Man back is that um, the stone, like, I guess in s- the one time they won was when Thanos has all the stones, basically. Mm-hmm. It's my only thinking there, because Doctor Strange went from, at the beginning, he's like, if it comes to it, uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man, um, I will leave you for dead to protect this stone, to, no, please, don't kill Iron Man, here's the stone, have mm-hmm. fun.
0: Yeah, I attributed that to the same thing as that he saw that as the only way to make this happen, and he even mentioned we're in the end game now. So I feel like that also alluded to that fact that this is something that he's seen play out in the past uh, when he was looking at, into the future. If that if that makes sense, <laughs> um, and I that's that's how I took it uh, as far as that scenario goes. So. That's why I believe that he gave the Time Stone to him. I did like that scene where Strange starts to try to fight him, you know, and he, he turns into multiple beings, and Thanos just really quickly, though, is able to suss him out and get his actual location.
1: That was kind of neat. But anyway. Yeah. Reality Stone, he could tell what's, what's not real. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, once he gets the Stone, he heads to Wakanda himself to go get the last one that he wants, which... Um, is in Vision's head at the moment, and he's, you know, injured still. They've not fixed him this entire time. They haven't decided, hey, can we fix Vision in the meantime and make sure he can actually fight if we need him to? Um, that might have been a good idea, possibly. I don't know. He was on a plane for a while. Wanda could have maybe repaired him because she tried to for a little bit. Yeah, well,
1: Bruce was on the plane, too. What's that? Bruce Banner was on the plane, yeah, too. Kind exactly. of a smart guy. could have at least done some basic repairs.
0: Uh-huh. Um... But uh, I feel like there's just some some things that they have plot holes in this one, which you're gonna have to with all these characters. There's no way mm-hmm. you don't. Um, so Thanos shows up. He he has this this long walk where he just basically tosses aside all these heroes. And yes, Mo, what happens when when he gets to
3: Cap? Punches him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Cap. Right in the chin. But he, but he didn't die.
0: <laughs> no, um, but you know he just tosses aside all these heroes as he goes towards Wanda, and then you know Wanda is trying to destroy this, the stone that's in Vision's head, and she's also then. It reminded me a little bit of uh, X Men Two um, at the end there, when Phoenix is like shutting everything off and taking the the ship up to go and keeping the water at bay i don't know i just got a little bit of something there but stopping thanos from trying to come in but he's just a force i mean he's just continuing to move forward and and push on and she finally does destroy the stone and thinks all is is done because they've done it he doesn't get the stones but then he tests out his time stone and just gets it mm-hmm. all back it doesn't matter so it kind of brings us you know to the end now um any uh, any thoughts before the snap?
1: Uh, I already touched on that I was irked that Thor was nowhere to be found when they needed him most. If um, Thor... I mean, I think the only reason I can come up with this is a weak one is that if Thor shows up, then, you know, Thanos doesn't get the stone and the good guys win and you need the good guys to lose so you can have the next movie. But... Logically, what, I don't see what Thor was doing that he wasn't there to uh, be fighting off Thanos from him trying to get division. The that was like priority number one. He had one job, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And admittedly, he was the farthest one out because he was out destroying the ships, like the drop ships that uh, they um, dropped all the minions in, we'll, we'll call them. So he was the farthest out. He was outside of the shield doing that. So we could give him that. Oh, he's
1: outside of the shield. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, just kind of keeping that in mind, does that change your your thought of of what Thor was off doing? He wasn't just getting
1: some grog or some mead. In my version, he, was. he went to, he went to Long John Silver's and got some uh, fish sticks and stuff. <laughs> um, it it does, but at the same time. Like, all the other heroes are like, I, he's here. They could just feel that he's here. And why couldn't Thor pick up on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good point. I do, I do agree with your theory. I, I forgot that he was outside of
0: the uh, sphere, so. Mm-hmm. So he does come in and he throws his hammer um, at Thanos and Thanos is trying to stop it, but it keeps going. It doesn't stop.
3: Technically, an axe at this point in time. Sorry, Stor- it, it is just, just wanted to get that out there. Sorry, right, my Stormbreaker bad. for life. <laughs> uh,
0: and it hits him in the chest, and so we'll feel like you know he's he's done it. He stopped Thanos. He's going to kill him um, because you know he killed Loki. He's like, again, you're going to die for that. Or was it because of Heimdall? I think he said it because uh, I was Heimdall. More
1: than both, I think. Yeah,
0: and. He was, he was going to exact his revenge here, which, I mean, I guess he should have pushed a little harder, a little quicker, and he would have had it done, maybe, possibly, but... Uh, or Thanos, as Thanos even
1: said, you should have
0: went for the head. Exactly. Should have gone for the head. Um, Thanos snaps his fingers, and by the way, did you guys notice this on your viewings? I noticed it on both of mine. After he snapped his fingers, the gauntlet looked broken.
1: Oh, yeah. It looked like it was. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, like it exploded, basically.
0: Right. Like the stones looked like they were still there, but they didn't even looked
3: cracked. Um, but the whole. Like the gauntlet itself looked broken the, to the me. The gauntlets would look broken, yeah, not the stones. No, I did notice that. And then um, when we go a little bit past that and we see the scene where he's looking at the sunset, mm-hmm. due to the way the sky was, I actually was thinking that he might be inside the soul gem. Well, he. And. I had mentioned that to someone else earlier. I think, oh, so um, I,
1: think I thought that too for a minute.
0: Yep. Whenever he's got baby Gamora, I think that is, he's inside the Soul gym there. So when, when the young Gamora says, what was it, what it cost and he said everything, he was inside the soul gym there for sure. Um, Cause the, just like the coloration of the sky and everything. But that last scene where he sits down in the sunset, I think that's just somewhere that he went to. That's actually probably a location gotcha um but as far as we know now um according to you know the ending of this film um we are meant to believe that about half of our heroes and half of the universe is is dead is gone um however that that's hard to believe right you, you're not gonna have uh No more Black Panther movies. No more Spider-Man movies, Um, and it's it's one of those things where uh, the impact on this me uh, on this this scene had I not been in on the meta. You know, we talked about how many contracts does you know Robert Downey Jr. have left. If you didn't have that knowledge here, like you were just a movie watcher that has nothing to know about anything else, you're just going to see these movies, this might have had more of an impact on you. But for me, and knowing comic books and knowing these heroes, like Black Panther can't just be dead, Spider-Man can't just be dead, I feel like you know they're going to fix this, and it lessens this impact. Um,
3: My my wife was the one who brought it to my attention that it was the original... Avengers seem to be the only ones left um, as of right now for our heroes. And I was like, no, wait, really? And so that was like, I didn't notice it after the first showing. And I didn't notice that the second one, like literally we were walking to the third and she was like, man, it's so weird. They, they're going back to the original Avengers. Like, what are you talking about? They're the only ones that are still alive banner and widow. And so, and she went through the list and I was like, no 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 wife you're so crazy Mm -hmm. and then i was thinking about like oh man no she she's right Mm -hmm. can a hawkeye be coming out of nowhere now ready to save the day like i was very very impressed because someone who again is i'm a pretty big marvel fan i didn't notice that right away you know what i mean i was more like oh man this person's dead and this person's dead instead of going the old guard are the ones who are alive and how are they going to pass it on? Like, how
1: is this going to be fixed? So, mm-hmm. Stephen, you thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree with you, Nate. That it's um, knowing comic books that no one, you know, that no one stays dead. That that impact of all of all the heroes disappearing didn't really phase me that much um, because even I think even if you. I think it even less the impact even got lessened to the non, you know, comic book reader because you, you saw in the movie two potential ways that this could be undone already. You know, you could just rewrite reality or you could just turn back time. So I think, you know, even from that, from the non comic book readers perspective, I think it loses there. Those deaths lose that impact because you just assume it's going to be undone, you know, the next movie. Right. Um, yeah, it did, it's like they, you know they were going for that you know Empire Strikes Back moment where everybody everything's at its most dire, but they didn't quite get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, the, and that's just kind of where it it, it ends, um, except for the end credit scene, uh, we get uh, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, and uh, uh, Agent Hill who's no longer a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I thought she was working for Tony Stark now. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. got disbanded.
0: Yeah. Um, but they're driving around in uh, in Fury's car, and I, I I don't know what he's doing right now because he's, like, at the last time we saw him, he was just, I'm out, I'm done, I'm burning all my stuff, I'm done, I burned my eye patch. And he's back <laughs> with his eye patch, and his his Nick fury is back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And we see the ramifications of the snap, and people are kind of, it's like raptured away in a way, you know, these cars are empty, the helicopter is, um, you know, fallen into the building, and uh, Agent Hill is a person that's, you know, um, snapped away, we'll call it, I don't know. And then we see Nick Fury also is being snapped away, and uh, he's about to give us a classic Sam Jackson line. <laughs> but isn't able to, to do so. But he's trying to call somebody or send a message to somebody, and the last scene that you see is this pager device sending a message, and then I think you get some sort of received message from none other than Steve. Take it away. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. So, Steve, Captain Marvel, I don't know a ton about uh, Miss Danvers. So I'm hoping you can educate it. uh tell, tell us a little bit about why this is a super huge deal, what she could do to fix the situation.
1: She if depending on how, you know, how they portray her in this movie, she has the potential to be um one of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. Um she she has, um, I don't. She doesn't have full on cosmic abilities, but they're like a hair below cosmic powers. Um, I think she can do like energy absorption and uh, and redirection. So she can like absorb absorb uh, uh, strength redirecting. a little like Black Panther suit, but like at a lot more. Powerful of a scale, and then uh, uh, she can uh, she can shoot energy. She can fly. Uh, Basically, uh, Rogue in the X Men. You know, when she was at her nineties, you know, like invulnerability, flying. Rogue actually stole her permanently in the comics. She permanently stole her powers from from Carol Danvers, and that's how Rogue got the invisible, invulnerability, and the flight and the strength. So um, eventually Carol got her powers back to become Miss Marvel, then later Captain Marvel. So um, that's just part of the level of Captain Marvel's strength is those things that she can do along with uh, um, abilities with energy, um, you know, being able to, to fire cosmic level type energy. Interesting. Interesting.
0: I'm I know that we get a Miss Marvel movie Captain Marvel movie here between now and in May. Is that is it next year early that we get the Miss Marvel movie?
3: Um I... March like nineteenth, something like that, twenty nineteen. So it's the it's the early movie
0: for the year. And then the next movie that we get after this one is Ant Man and the Wasp. And again, Ant Man was not in this movie, nor was Hawkeye. So the question is, when does Ant-Man and the Wasp take place? Is it uh, at this? Does it tie into this at all? Um, because I can't imagine that there's a scenario where they just kind of put the Ant-Man movie out after the Avengers and it doesn't tie in at all to this this event. You know what I mean?
1: From the trailer I've seen, it looked like it was like its own separate thing. But yeah, it would just feel weird if it wasn't... Uh... If it wasn't... Like, for it to function at its best, I think it needs to be set before all this. Otherwise, you'd be like, hey, why aren't they uh, helping out here?
0: Right. I don't know. I just feel like... uh, You you can't detach a movie after this from
1: this event. You know what I mean? Yes. The Captain Marvel movie is definitely uh, set before... It's set in, like, the 90s.
0: Yeah, that one's set in the 90s. I bet it'll be a modern, like... Ending maybe like uh, how Wonder Woman kind of has that uh, modern ending, um, and then maybe she gets the call in in at the end of that movie where she's oh I gotta, I gotta go see what's going on here, and then she comes in obviously to the the next Avengers movie. Possibly.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense.
0: So, this is uh a movie that's been 10 years in the making. Again, uh, a number of movies ahead of this. uh, And to my recollection, this references or touches on almost all the movies that came before it in one way or another. Um, Was there any movie, except for... Well, I mean, even there's dropped lines about Ant-Man. Was there any movie that you think did not have any representation in this movie?
1: Not that I can think of um, maybe not like all of the sequels per se but like basically I think at least one of every series was definitely represented for sure. Right.
0: Because I mean you think about uh, the first Avenger you get the Red Skull callback. You think of Winter Soldier, Bucky's back and he's got his new arm. Uh, You think about the uh, Civil War and you got the guy from the Sokovia Accords and the phone call, Iron Man, you've got, you know, he's Iron Man, he's in the movie. Um, but I don't know, I think there's just something that probably harkens to everything in this movie. If you look at, like, the Easter eggs and the details, it would not surprise me if there is a, a wealth of just all kinds of ancillary background stuff that we probably miss that there is hidden around in this movie, because there's just so many characters... So much to do, and it does it at such a quick pace, and there's a ton of action in this movie um, that to get it all done. So, in the summation of this film, how do you guys feel about it? Were you entertained by Marvel's The Avengers Infinity War? Let's go with you, Steve.
1: Um, uh, all my little nitpicky thing is, things aside, I definitely was entertained, and I came away very pleased with this movie. Mr. Mo?
3: On the first showing, no. On the second showing, no. On the third showing, no. Uh, It was meh. Like, I would put it, if I was to make a list, it's better than Thor Ragnarok was for me. Like, I enjoyed it more than that one. Um, I felt like the action was good. Um, They had some really good one-liners. It was a fine movie. It was a fine Marvel movie, but again, the things that I'm passionate about were kind of poo pooed on in this movie. And so, with that happening, like, I'm going to not enjoy it as much as, say, someone who's not a giant Hulk fan. So, mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is in the upper half
0: for me. Um, but uh, I think it's better than the other Avengers, uh, the second Avengers movie, I should say, The Age of Ultron. This movie amps it up, you know, it gives every character their due. It uh, has a, a really good score that harkens back to all, like, the themes of all the different movies that have come before it to kind of put that all together. Um, you get the calls from, uh, you know, all the different little jokes and things like that that you wouldn't necessarily know or laugh at if you hadn't seen the previous movie that it's referring to. However, if someone hasn't seen that movie, they can still enjoy this, and they'll just have to ask somebody, why are you laughing? Um, to kind of go along with it. Uh, like I said, it it, it was a, a lengthy movie by some people's standards, but in my mind, not even long enough for what I would want from this movie because of this, again, so much to tell, so many characters that are involved in this film that it's it's difficult to get This is a difficult task. I mean, you look at the Avengers, you look at um, the Age of Ultron movie, even Civil War, and how ambitious those were. This is the most ambitious of the Marvel movies, I think, uh, from just a sheer scope. And this is a huge scale. You have the most bad guys, quote-unquote, with Thanos and his Black Order uh, that you're facing with the heroes than you have in any other... Marvel movie Um, the more threats more heroes more battles happening this felt like a Star Wars movie at the end uh, where it had the different battles happening in the different areas kind of coming together to climax there so in all I thought this was fun Um, I thought it had a lot of like you said good one-liners and it had a lot of good uh, jokes as far as the writing goes uh, and it felt like a Marvel movie, which eh, they've, they've got that formula down, obviously, at this point. I, I think that this this is going to stack up well and probably perform really well as far as the box office goes this weekend. Uh, the opening night uh, take, I think, from just Thursday night previews was $39 million, which is the fourth highest overall for a, a Thursday night preview event. Mm. Um and the only ones in, that are in front of that, I think, are The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens, um, I think Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, possibly, uh, in front of it. But, regardless, uh, I do think this movie was entertaining. I thought it was a good watch in theater. I think if you're a Marvel fan, uh, you'll enjoy this movie because... Even if you're not a fan of Ant-Man or Doctor Strange or the other characters, you don't necessarily have to be. If you're a fan a fan of Captain America, if you're a fan of Iron Man, I think you'll enjoy this movie as, as you know the next continuation of that story. Because if you look at these movies now as you could with Marvel comic runs, you just pick up a particular character's run and you go with it. You can start doing that now with these movies and be like, I'm only going to watch Iron Man or I'm only going to watch Captain America. And then when it comes to these team-up movies, you'll be able to continue on and watch them. So, anyway, uh, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was uh, a good watch. And I I want to see it again, but I doubt I'll get out to see it in the theaters. So I'm looking forward to when it does come out on the home video release so I can watch it in the comfort of my home with my son, who probably will be crying at the point. <laughs> so... Uh, How about you guys' final thoughts, uh, Steve?
1: I think my final thoughts are I finally understand why exactly Disney bought Fox is so that they have extra characters to bring in to uh, fight Thanos. They need the reinforcements. They need the X-Men. They need the Fantastic Four. That's it. That's why they did it.
0: (laughs) There you go. I think, you know... When I was watching this movie, there was a part where I saw Spider-Man uh, swinging around on Titan, and I was like, you know what? They can they can do Secret Wars. They they have Fox and all these people. Now we can do a Secret Wars movie where they have the Collector that brings back these these characters, and uh, everybody would lose their minds.
1: Oh fantastic.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, Mo, final thoughts.
3: Captain America got punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Nice.
0: Well, uh, thank you again for joining me, guys. And thank you, dear listener, for uh, listening. Steve, where can people find you?
1: Um, Both my Twitter and my Instagram are at Steve Waldinger, uh, S-T-E-V-E-W-A-L-D-I-N-G-E-R, um, I, uh, host a podcast, uh, co-host a podcast with my buddy, Chris. He's been on before when we talked, uh, Justice League. Um, we are, our podcast is called the episode one podcast. Um, you can look us up on Twitter and Instagram at episode one pod. Um, a direct link is episode one pod dot, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, dot com um apple podcast is tiny.cc slash episode one and um also if you want to be the star of your very own comic my uh, pal lady beaver and i can make a live improvised comic starring you that's called comic prov um you can go to our website for more information comicprov.com or check us out on twitter and or instagram at comicprov c-o-m-i-c-p-r-o-v
0: sounds good how many episodes are you going to dedicate to star wars anyway i mean it's
1: uh yeah. you <laughs> can only talk about darth Maul so much right? every episode of the podcast is dedicated to star wars episode one the phantom menace <laughs> the best of the star wars movies yes oh my god mo yeah i always knew you were my soulmate and that just confirms it right there <laughs> gundam forever
3: <laughs> mo where can people find you buddy uh, at Coach Hulk on the Twitters and at the Coach Hulk on the Xbox. Thanks to you, I'd like to continually remind people of the goodness that you bring. Um, that's about it. I'm on the PSVG website, which is getting a little reformatation. You can find me on our Discord, talking all the things. I do a little little podcast called the PSVG OT. Steve, my man over here, has uh, been taking over, helping out with my because my dude Dev. Has been uh, out for a little bit, um, but there will be some changes to the OT coming in the future, and I'm pretty excited to talk about those. Uh, otherwise, that's about it. That's all. Cool. Uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan. Um, uh, that's all. Of you. That's all. Yeah. The show is uh, <laughs> at uh, Entertaining Pod, and you can find us at That'sEntertaining.net, where uh, all the shows post there as well as articles by one and only Mr. Stephen Waldinger. Hey! Um, thank you again for continuing to write over there. It's it's nice to see some content pop up every now and then.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I should have something uh, coming out here in the very near future. I'm going to go one of two different ways. If I don't, I'm going to take a look at some of the older Spider-Man movies, and I'm also, uh, since I've been hanging out with uh, Mo doing the OT, I'm, I might take a look at some video games here coming soon. Ooh. That sounds
0: awesome. Yes.
2: So since
0: since we got you here, Steve, and you're a Spider-Man fan, uh, what's your hot take on Venom so far, the Tom Hardy joint?
1: You know, I have not seen the trailer yet. I'm one of those guys that I like to see the trailers in the movie theaters, and I I was expecting to see the Venom trailer when I saw the movie today, and they did not show it. I was very very disappointed. Hmm. They didn't even show a Deadpool trailer. I have seen that, but I, I was still I still wanted to see a Deadpool trailer. I got nothing. Wow. Interesting. But yeah, I've heard um, I heard mixed things from what I've heard about the Venom trailer. I've heard mixed things. I think the initial one kind of was just meh because I think they didn't even show Venom. Right. But I've heard the second one is is better. I think they actually show Venom this time around, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, just so, a quick screen.
1: Um, so they're getting there. Um, it's always, i I've always like villains as the heroes. So I'm very curious about this movie. I want to see if they can, uh, this will be the first attempt at it in, in all of the, uh, and not counting Deadpool. Cause I mean, Deadpool is a, like an anti-hero. Um, so yeah. So I, I want to see if they can pull that off. Sony, Hasn't had the best track record with, I mean, the early Spider-Mans were were good. And then, you know, when they got the amazing Spider-Man, you're kind of okay to, what are you doing? So uh, I'm slightly skeptical they could pull this off. But at the same time, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think uh, I like that they're, you know, taking uh, a villain and giving his own uh, time to shine. So um, I give them props and I hope it comes out well.
0: Nice, the uh, I liked the visuals of Venom. Uh, I thought they were okay, as far as what's in the trailer. But the thing that bugged me the most was this lady said symbiote wrong like the entire time. She was saying symbiote. Like <laughs> it's like symbiote. No, it's, it's symbiote. just symbiote. Just don't
3: say it weird. Just exactly. Re re record all those lines and make it better. <laughs> symbiote is a singular version oh my
0: I
1: love it
3: okay we,
0: we're we done <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and officially stop the podcast now but ladies and gentlemen thank you guys and ladies obviously I don't know it's tired it's like 8 in the morning now <laughs> it's uh, uh, been a pleasure to talk to you guys once more and we appreciate you listening Uh, Hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you hit up these guys on Twitter. Tell them hello. Uh, Let us know your thoughts of the Infinity War. Uh, Looking forward to uh, what's next next year. But until then, we hope that you have been entertained.